Thank you for tuning in to the Asking God Why podcast, a work of Scattered Abroad which is overseen by the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee. You can find our website at scatteredabroad.org. This podcast approaches the Bible with the question, Why? Let's look at the Bible to answer life's questions. Here is your host, Jameson Stewart. O come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Let us shout joyfully to him with psalms. For the Lord is the great God and the great King above all gods. O come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. Psalm 95, verse 1 through 3 and verse 6. Have you ever considered that you and I are not the audience when we worship God? Christians participate in worship together to God. Uh, passages such as Ephesians 5, 19 through 20, Colossians 3, 16 show that. And when we do that, when we come together and worship God, we also observe the roles of men and women that God has commanded. Paul talks about that in 1 Timothy 2, verse 8 through 15. For example, when we participate together to worship God, the preacher is no more a participant in worship than any other Christian. That might surprise a lot of people, but if if you are sitting there and singing and praying and studying along with the sermon, studying along with the lesson, you are participating in worship every bit as much as the person who is preaching is participating in worship. Now, as we mentioned, there are specific there are roles for men and women in worship. First Timothy two eight through fifteen, and as the Lord's church, we observe those and we respect what He has said in His Word. God is the only audience of worship, and as the only audience of worship, God desires certain attitudes in those who worship him. So as we think about very briefly together, each of the the five acts of worship, giving, singing, praying, the Lord's Supper, and teaching and preaching, we're going to notice on a uh, an attitude, I guess a mindset that is emphasized. Uh, th- there are certainly other mindsets that are emphasized along with each of these acts of worships, but but these seem to be strongly emphasized when it comes to each specific act. For example, the first one is, is we'll talk about giving, and it's cheerfulness. Cheerfulness in giving. God desires cheerfulness when we give. Paul wrote to the church in Corinth about giving, and he said, By inspiration, so let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. 2 Corinthians 9, verse 7. God desires that we give to him because we want to. Not because we feel like we have to. Not because we feel like we're being forced to. God wants us to give to him because we love him, because we want to give to him. What a blessing it is to give back to the one who has richly blessed us. You think about a relationship, if you're married, or maybe if you are dating someone or engaged to someone, you know, 
do you only do the things that you know that you have to do? Or do you go out of your way to try to do additional things for the person that you love? You do things for them, hopefully, because, you know, I love them. I want to do this. Giving to God, it's supposed to be like that. We're supposed to give cheerfully. I'm doing this because I love God, because I want to give to Him. God desires, as the only audience of worship, God desires cheerfulness when we give. What about singing? God desires thankfulness in our singing. Our singing is, as this is in Ephesians 5, 19-20, our singing is speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Colossians 3, 14-16 also emphasizes something very similar to this. When we sing praises together to God, we are expressing our thankfulness to Him. When we, when we sing the songs, whether it be Sunday morning or Sunday night or Wednesday night, or maybe we're gathered together for a devotional, or we're just, just a period of singing together with our brothers and sisters in Christ, thankfulness, our our thankfulness to God for what he has done for us, the forgiveness that he extends to us, the blessings that we have in Christ Jesus. That's to be the, the motivation behind our singing. We sing because we are thankful for what God has done. May our singing then always be a shout of thanksgiving to our God, and to our Savior. But God also requires, God also desires confidence in our prayers. Jesus taught his followers in Matthew 6, verse 9 through 13, what's come to be known as the Lord's Prayer. In that prayer, Jesus taught his followers to pray that God's will be done. And if we pray like Jesus, then you get over to Matthew chapter 7, verse 7 through 8. We can have confidence that God hears us and that God will answer our prayer. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7, verse 7 and 8, he said, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. If we pray like Jesus, if we, if we go to God in prayer, praying that God's will be done, we can have absolute confidence that God will answer that prayer. The answer might not always be what we desire, what we want, but God will answer us. Because see, when we pray, we aren't praying that our will be done. It's not, here's what we want. But we are submitting ourselves to God. I submit to your will, to what you want. In doing that, what we are giving up is we are giving up the answer that we might want to a prayer. God, I'm praying about this situation, but I'm submitting myself to you for you to answer the prayer in the way that lines up with your will, with your desire. 
when we pray, do we have complete confidence that our Father in Heaven will provide an answer? When you pray, how is your confidence that God will provide an answer to your prayer? Not saying the answer that you would hope for. Do you have complete confidence that God will, one way or another, answer that prayer in a way that lines up with his will? We should. Jesus told us to have confidence in prayer. Jesus told us you can have confidence and you should have confidence when you pray. God desires, in James 1, verse 2 through verse 8, God desires we approach him with confidence, not doubting, not wavering, but approach him confidently, knowing that if we pray as we ought, if we submit ourselves to his will, we can have confidence that God will answer that prayer. Not only does God desire that we have confidence in prayer, God also requires and desires that we have remembrance in the Lord's Supper. Jesus taught his followers to eat the Lord's Supper, Jesus said, in remembrance of him. 1 Corinthians 11, 23-26, the Apostle Paul, by inspiration, also emphasizes that. The Lord's Supper is a time to meditate upon the Lord's death, to think about and to consider what Jesus did on the cross for us. We remember his body which endured the suffering of the cross for us. We remember his precious blood, which was shed for us. The Lord's Supper is not a, it's not a mindless routine. It's a memorial of the innocent Son of God who took our place. Paul says that in 2 Corinthians 5.21. When Jesus died on the cross, when Jesus his body hung on that cross, and the pain of all of that, and the blood that he shed on that cross, that was taking your place, and it was taking my place. And so when we partake of the Lord's Supper, when we eat the Lord's Supper every first day of the week, we remember what he has done for us. God desires that we remember what Jesus did for us. And then, last of all, God desires faithfulness in teaching and preaching. God desires that his word be what is taught. 2 Timothy 4, verse 2, Paul simply tells Timothy, preach the word. Don't preach opinions. Don't preach traditions. Don't preach your own thoughts. Don't preach philosophy. Don't tell a lot of funny stories. Timothy, preach the word. Preach the word of God. In context, that is talking about the word of God, scripture. You go up a few verses to 2 Timothy 3, verse 16 and 17. Paul's talking about how all scripture is given by the inspiration of God. It has come from the mouth of God. When we study his word, we must be faithful. We must be loyal to his word. Paul talked about it in Galatians chapter 1, verse 6 through verse 9, as Paul is beginning that first letter to the churches of Galatia, Paul provides a warning to all who 
are not faithful to the Word of God. He, he says, I marvel that you're turning away so soon from him who called you in the grace of Christ to a different gospel, which is not another. You've been, you're going away after something that is not like what I taught you, Paul is telling them. But there are some who trouble you and want to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we, or an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel to you than what we have preached to you, let him be accursed. As we have said before, so say I now again, if anyone preaches any other gospel to you than what you have received, let him be accursed. Being faithful in teaching and preaching, being faithful to the word of God, is very important. The Jews in Berea were praised for their faithfulness to God's word and searching his word to see whether or not the things they were being taught were true. Acts 17, verse 10 and verse 11. God desires that we remain faithful to his word over traditions and over the opinions of people. I appreciate your good attention and studying along with me and thinking about why God desires the proper attitudes in our worship. I hope you have a good rest of your day. hope God will bless you. And as always, stay curious. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Scattered Abroad Network. If you would like to email us, you can do so at thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. That's thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. Remember, you can check the show notes below for all of our social media platform links. Also, don't forget that you can find us on all major podcast platforms and please leave us a rating or review. We hope and pray that this has helped you grow closer to Christ even though we are scattered abroad. May God bless you.